Welcome back to this week's episode. I'm Ash. Chip. And this is Mood. Ooh. Uh, we just recorded this and the thing cut out, so excuse us if we're slightly lower energy for this first half, because we literally so just did all this. But uh, how you doing? I'm, I'm feeling good. Don't have anything to complain about. Nice. The, na- the day moved by pretty smoothly, and got some good things done. Got them done. I mean, it took a while, but I got I got them done. It happens. I, th- I think the highlight of my day was making the fire, though, which was always <laughs> fun. Yes, if you follow him on Instagram, you can see all of his fire antics. Firecraft. Yeah, um, sometimes the fire has food on it, but... I don't know. You haven't really been like using the grill to eat. Nope. Been cooking inside and having a fire outside, which has been fun. The the bonfire. I, I think it's just nice to be around a fire. It yeah, gives that's you always nice. Warmth. It looks nice. It's fun to build at times, and I don't know. It's yeah. fire is good for me. It's nostalgic. Like growing up in upstate New York, there's a lot of bonfiring that happens. And, you know, like you go camping and you kind of have to make a fire so you can eat food. So it's very nostalgic. I don't think I've ever been real camping. All yeah, of my camping was like, like camping, not camping. Yeah. So that's glamping. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like on an RV or anything, but there were cabins. Yeah. I mean, if you kids. got a bed, that's glamping. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. It was glamping. <laughs> How am I doing? How are you doing? That's a great question. <laughs> Let's explore the answer to that together. Oh boy, not much exploration. Um, I am crazy tired. I, for some reason, woke up at one o'clock in the morning yesterday and just couldn't go to sleep. So I watched Castlevania and Black Panther and I've been awake since then, painfully so. I've had moments where I've just like blacked out but I think they haven't been like more than 30 minutes. So excuse me if I'm super weird during this episode. <laughs> or sleep, or sleepy. Also that. Which is okay to be sleepy. Yeah. We need sleep. Scientists haven't figured out why we need it. They just know that we do need I it. I wish we didn't. I feel like I could be so much more productive. Like I, I feel like a lot of people could be more productive. I, I need those extra hours. Well, like why sleep when I can create? Because you will die. Mm, they say I haven't died yet. <laughs> well, you've been getting some <laughs> sleep, not completely no mm, sleep. Let's try it. Uh, so what's your mood been this week? I think we figured out on the last recording that oh uh, the word is contemplative. Yes. There's probably a better word for it. Pensive yeah. is pensive thinking. Yeah. I don't I don't really know what you're trying to contemplate. Like, are you in deep thought? Are you... So it, it has caused me to think. Okay, yeah. So my mood is, is thinkingly. 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 That's that's my mood for today. And it was because I just finished watching Trigun, which is a classic anime that is 26 episodes, like a lot of them classic yes. animes are, to the dot. They got but, right to the point. Yeah, they got right to the point. But it's about a pair of aliens that come to earth they look like humans but yeah i definitely thought they were humans this whole time yeah you learn very quickly that he's not human but they look like human they came to earth to or sorry came to another planet to help humans colonize the planets not in the bogus sort of white way i was like uh... but uh message for the future triggery what they made this 
anime in like the 80s and apparently they already knew some of the things that were going to be happening to us now because i'm just now remembering that the reason they have to leave earth is because they had exhausted all of earth's resources and completely got it to a point where there was nothing else that we could use so they sent out this program of people to explore space and find other planets for humanity to live on so vash and his brother were Vash is the good guy. His brother's name is Knives, who is the bad guy. Oh, okay. Makes sense. Vash and Knives. They come to this other planet, and you find out through the series that they have varying ideals on humanity. Vash wants to preserve humanity. Knives wants to destroy humanity. Understandably so. (laughs) And Vash has learned through his relationships that there is value to be had in humanity knives sees people as being inferior creatures using up resources and not capable of leading themselves all of that so he just feels like they're a waste spill that tea knives (laughs) yeah it's it's definitely a lot of tea um but Something that he brought up in the series that made me think was something I never thought about before, which is that logic is a tool of the weak, and people who are not in power are forced to rationalize. That was just something I had never thought about before. Personally, being someone who I feel like is a somewhat rational being, I like to think, and... Yes, you do. Logic is fun for me to figure things out, but Knives brought up that If you're in power, you do what you desire. You enact your will. You don't have to rationalize or use logic to get through things. It's only when you don't have power and something else is in power over you, you you are forced to use logic to deal with those things. And um, it was pretty cool to think about that or have a new thought kind of put on my mind. And it does get to a point in the series where if you can guess... The two brothers with varying ideologies about killing versus not killing. They get into it, and um, it is a spoiler alert. I don't like like spoiling. I mean, it's not a spoiler if we warn them. If they choose to listen after this, that's on them. Okay, so it's a spoiler alert. Just skip past this. Three times over spoiler alert, but... Vash, when he gets to the final battle with his brother, decides not to kill his brother... And what I guess becomes cool about that is Vash actually doesn't have to use logic after that point because he enacted his power on his brother by not killing him and now gets to decide how his brother will live out the rest of his life. Mm. Which is very, very interesting because usually you would think that the person who wants to kill is going to be the person with the power and they're going to end up killing the other person and enacting their will, but... It's a very cool series. Um, all the logic-y stuff is kind of secondary to a lot of the cool action that happens, but it's a great series. Glad that it could put a new thought on my mind and, you know, make me think about things a little bit differently. That's always good. How are you feeling today? What's your mood? Um, my mood is... I'm feeling like Pharrell, probably the moment that his lawyer sent Trump a cease and desist, like, on wow. his song Happy. Wow. I just feel like, how can I get in on that? Like, I need to send a cease and desist on a couple of people just from their existence in my space. Mm. So, like, Trump is one of them. Kanye, like, Nikki and Cardi are both getting there at this point. I'm just (laughs) like, I don't need... I thought you loved Cardi. I love her, but she's 
problematic. And I will take this to the grave. Your fave is trash. So this isn't shocking to me, but there's only so much you can handle before it's like, okay, this stopped being haha, kiki, messy fun and has turned to like toxic energy that I don't really need in my life. And if I'm choosing to go on social media, I don't want to see like, you know, Kanye offering more empty false apologies or Cardi and Nikki going at it like like cats and dogs. Like, I don't want to see that. I want to see people's cute babies. I want to see people win. Like now that I'm older, I'm kind of over rooting for people to fail. Um, And so, you know, like I just need that Pharrell energy, that Pharrell lawyer to be able to be like, hey, guys, can you stop existing in my space? That would be great. That's incredibly punk rock of you to feel that way. Yeah, I've always been a rocker. Well, something I learned about punk rock, not going to get too far into it, but... Yeah, educate the folks. Educate the folks. uh, Usually it seems like it might be geared at negativity because of how high energy it is, but punk is actually radical, radical positivity. Yes, I am... For that. Radical it's like the positivity. most radical. Yes. The ra- um, most radically positive you can be is like the okay, most so punk, we're rock. punk rock. Yeah. Okay. I'm talking about in the 80s. I'm not talking about like okay. scene music yeah. and like the post punk, gotcha. like not Green Day, Blink 182, like, uh, stuff like that. I can name like at least three of those songs about suicide. <laughs> I'm talking about like older in the 80s and even proto punk, like before they knew what punk was. Right. There's a band literally yes. called a band called Death. And yes. They are from Detroit and they're black and they essentially invented punk rock. They did check them out. There's they a documentary, they don't, but the real it ones know. So There's a documentary about them, which is incredible. And I think it's just called a band called yeah, Death. I think so, yeah. And it's really good. Sorry, I'm saying and so much, but radical positivity, you know, people having very strong yes. stances on things that should be right. Yes. And Sometimes the radical positivity comes off as rude, rude or abrasive, Abrasive, aggressive, which I've been called all that before. So, yeah, that's true. Get in line, sis. You know, it's it's all a part of that. And sometimes to be positive, you have to fight through a lot of negativity. And I think that's where the real punk energy comes from is completely destroying negative energy. Yeah getting the positive message out at all costs. And I think I'd rather be radically positive than to like be pseudo positive because like a lot of times people will preach positivity, but then be complaining about like the negative energy and the things in their life. And it's like you choose what you allow in your life. So you could just not and save us all a Facebook status. Like, (laughs) you know, we don't have to do that. That's true, but like having being able to draw the line could be seen as an act of aggression. I mean, it's only aggressive if you choose to make it a problem. <laughs> so, like Andy Maneo said in his new album, which was amazing if you haven't listened to it, but on one of the tracks, he says that if you don't like me, that's your problem. And if I let it bother me, then that's my problem. So, like, true. how you choose to respond to my radical positivity is your problem. And you got to deal with those emotions. It's not my job to deal with your emotions. That's true. One of my old managers used to say, how you feel about me is none of my business. None of my business. <laughs> none. He was very sassy. Um, so this week in Good and Black, 
Rihanna is in talks of doing a music video with Colin Kaepernick um, kind of to address some of the social justice reform. And I think this is really cool because it's fresh off of her turning down the Super Bowl halftime show. Like wow. she came out of her bag to stand up with something that she believes in and something that is, you know, good for all of us and better for all of us as a people. Um, and she's coming out of her own pocket, like, you know, coming out of her own bag to do that. And I think that's super respectable. So shout out to Riri, kind of waiting for her new album. But, you know. I mean, her last album was really good. She doesn't necessarily have to do anything more, even though it would be nice to hear. She does have to, though. Well, she's had this trajectory that was great music, really amazing, like image person in the culture. And then with the Fenty Beauty line and stuff like that. Yeah, she was just like doing it all. She's hitting every angle. She is all that is good in black. She's great. She's She's really great. Um, Also, gymnast Simone Biles set the highest scored records for three events after spending the night in the hospital with kidney stones. Sis said, forget these stones. I'm going to do these events. And then she ended up killing it. It's like, what can this girl not do? Like, I don't know. She's a hero. Like she, I, I just love it because she gets to be like a role model for young girls who want to be gymnasts. I remember growing up, I used to want to be like a figure skater and I, I can't name a black figure skater to save my life. Growing up, I didn't really know of any black gymnasts. And I think it's cool that we now have like black women who are topping charts on top of being role models. Like that's just, that's stellar. Like our daughter gets to grow up with that. Yeah, it representation totally makes a really big difference. And with someone like Simone Biles, she essentially gets to be a role model for herself by paving the way. Yeah. It's like yeah. at being the black girl in gymnastics. I'm my inspiration. Yeah, it's like I don't think growing up, well, at least I didn't think, hey, I'm going to be the person that does the thing that I want to see done. Yeah, but I didn't start thinking that till adulthood. There are some people who end up being that person and it's so amazing to see that she at a very young age gets to be the leader in her space and so there are other people like her even some of her contemporaries who probably want to be like her but also people coming after her who want to be like her she gets to look look back and say man i remember being that kid and having no one and now i'm that person for other people which has got to be really really fulfilling if I bet I'm pretty sure it's a good like she's going to look back at that moment and it might not seem significant now or in like 20 years. But I think it's just like, man, I persevered. And because I persevered, I ended up like setting some records. And I think that's always like a great message to be preached is to like, you know, persevere for the things that you want. Uh, so let's get into the culture. Let's get into some mess. So someone in South Carolina won the one point six mega million jackpot well i think that's a red state so they they gotta get that money from somewhere because the government ain't giving them nothing i mean i don't have much to say other than let me hold like a couple thousand (laughs) it's not gonna bother you so if you're listening to this and even if this is five years down the road and you happen to stumble across this i know you still got it so slide through my dms a lot of those people end up super broke really fast well that's good yeah they don't they don't deal with it the right way because they get money and then they're like, oh, I'm going to go hog wild and buy everything. Actually, you know what's funny is I'm pretty sure when I was living with my mom growing up, I think we won the lottery. It wasn't for a lot, but I remember the first thing we Five did. Hour, hour. 
No. I mean, it was enough to, we bought a lot of chicken. That's all I remember. (laughs) We just bought like buckets and buckets of chicken. (laughs) And then I don't remember anything else from that money. That's all I remember is like buying the chickens. That's very funny. Yeah. I'm very much like, I get it. I get the allure of like, ooh, I got money now. Let me stunt. But don't stunt. Just save it and save some for me. Pay off your debts. Buy some property. Lay low. Buy some for me. Make art. Um... Also, I would like to start a petition to revoke 50 Cent's IG privileges. Fiddy, what do you do? He's just wildin'. Like, he got something to say about everything and everyone, and he comments on everything on Instagram, and I just feel like, you know what? He's at the place right before Tyrese went crazy, (laughs) and I don't want that for him, because he's winning right now. Like, he's got deals coming up. I think they're going to do some spinoffs of power, and like... Oh, that's a big deal. he's got a couple deals. Like, you don't got to be out here wilding on the gram. You old. Come on now. Come on now. He's about to be somebody's granddaddy, maybe. Maybe he's not that old. Well, him and M, I think they're close in age. And Eminem's daughter is grown. Yeah, she's a full-grown yeah, woman. she's a person. She probably has bills and jobs. You know, I picture as, like, the baby still. <laughs> yeah, de- definitely. Yeah. Uh, so kind of some sad, not sad news, but, you know, it's a little sad. Uh, How High 2 is coming out, and it's going to be starring Little Yachty, who, and DC Young McFly, also who. DC Young Fly? I have no idea who that is. I don't know who either of these people are. <laughs> I, I feel like I, I feel like I should know who Little Yachty is, and yeah, y'all can you, stone you me should. on Twitter. But if you ask me to name a song, I can't think of one. So it cold like Minnesota, cold like Minnesota. What? Well, that was the name of his mixtape that came out a couple of years ago, and actually, he and Lil Uzi Vert oh, essentially man. paved the way for okay, a new so what generation. Color are Little Yachty's dreads. Lil Yachty has the braids. He's he's the red top, always red. Oh boy, I don't know. I got nothing. I'll Google him. Peekaboo, peekaboo, peekaboo. What? Oh well. <laughs> don't watch the video, but that's okay. definitely one of the songs. Well, I don't know any of that, but anyways, so they're going to be starring Lebo. in How High Two, but Method Man and Red Man are not. Which, yeah, it's a little scandalous. So allegedly, supposedly, they were kind of shystily cut out of the deal. Like, basically, they were supposed to be in the works of doing a deal with someone. And then they kind of went behind their back and went somewhere else with the How High 2 sequel. Yikes. Yeah, and like completely cut them out of it. So they were sitting there waiting, thinking, cool, we're waiting for a script so we can start like rehearsing and getting this stuff like down and ready. And then, nope, like <laughs> they get announced that they're not going to, or it gets announced that they're not going to be in it. And so I just think that like, like it's, I don't know, it's, it's sad. And I said it was sad earlier because like, I haven't seen it, but I know it was like a staple piece for a lot of kids growing up. Yeah. And it actually wasn't a bad movie. It's kind of yeah. like when you hear about certain movies on paper, you're like, mm, that might suck. And then it turns out it's like, whoa, actually, it was kind of good. good. Yeah. Like, yeah. might Burger. even be a classic. <laughs> good Burger, when that came out and someone told me what it was about, I was like, why? <laughs> like, that don't even make no sense. Um, but yeah, so I think that it's, you know, like it's, it's important for us to be able to like protect our art and our craft and stuff. And it's like they, that was their movie. Yeah, it was. And now for them to be like completely out of it, it's like, 
one of the things that I hate the most is when like TV shows and stuff like just be trying to switch up the actors like I'm not going to notice. And I mean, it does. I know they're probably going to be it's going to be a whole different story. Aunt Viv. Blah, blah, blah. Right. Like y'all just going to switch her like I didn't notice that. And like the first one wasn't better, too. Like, come on now. So I don't I mean, I want success for these two young men, but I don't want it to come at the expense of two other black men. Yeah, I feel you. They, they, yeah, it's it's a slippery slope. I wish people would do what was right for the culture and not for their pockets. Right. And so it's just like if they made a Friday movie that that didn't have half our people in it. Yeah. It's just like it. Disrespectful. Yeah, it's disrespect. You can't do that. Disrespectful. How are you going to do that? Yeah. And I have nothing against like Lil Yachty and DC, whatever, whatever. Like, I don't have anything against them because I know that, you know, like they're just out here like everybody else trying to get their bag and trying to, you know, like get their little coin or whatever they want to do. And now they get to have all this heat on them too. It's like so much unnecessary negativity like that could have been avoided. Yeah, that's true. Just by just by some honesty, some simple honesty. Come on, just give them a cameo or have them in the yeah, room. I don't even know if they have a cameo. But I would hope that the reasoning isn't sometimes people get into the woods because they don't actually own their art and i think that's yeah a problem i know i think too. that's what it was and so if it. method man and red man don't own the rights to the they characters didn't. you know any of the story then it's like if some other type of person yep owns that then they really get to decide how that story continues and they're going to do what's right for them not necessarily for the art so yeah so move yeah, to that. That's... If you're an artist out here, please go secure your bag. Like, <laughs> yeah, make definitely. sure that you have the rights to all your stuff. That can't nobody else be coming in and trying to claim rights to your stuff. Like, no just, 360 deals. Ugh, don't let it happen to you. So 2018 is set to be the death of Medea. Oh. Yeah. Uh, the movie's supposed to be coming out. and Resurrection. No, I mean, I, you know what is funny? Medea back from the dead. He might do it. Of course. He might. But it, it's, he, he seems like he's trying to move in a different direction creatively, which I'm sad because I love the character Medea. Like, I just think she's so funny because it's like everybody got a crazy auntie. Yeah. Um. And yeah, or and more than was, one, or more than one, and it was like, yeah, he's a dude like dressing up as a woman, like nothing wrong with he it. He made his career, his whole coin, and he got a lot of it now. Yeah, he does. And so it's it's I mean it's good for him to be able to like close that chapter of his life if that's what he wants to do. And I think it's cool that he could leave the back door open if he wanted to come have her Machiavelli. Yeah, Medea and Tupac. We all talk about him like. Oh, Tyler Perry this, Tyler Perry that. Yeah, but, but he's rich enough that he doesn't movies. ever have to talk to us. He doesn't have to talk to us, but <laughs> also y'all know we're going to go see his movie. Like, yeah, it's going to happen. Y'all going to trash talk him, whatever, but you going to go see Medea's funeral. Because your grandma want to see it. <laughs> or because you secretly want to see it. Like, or because it's playing at someone's house and you're there. You're going to see it. That has happened to me more than You're going to see the movie. Usually it's with the plays. Like the plays just happen to me. I don't go seeking out the plays. Like I'll be somewhere and they'll start playing like one of the plays. And I'm like, what is this? I don't think I've seen any of the plays. They're, uh, but I've heard that they were good. That's like how yes, he got it. So they're good. They're very sing-songy. Well, they're um, plays. So uh, I, can, I can go to plays without songs. Like, yeah, I'm, that's I'm, true. I'm I don't okay. need a musical okay play. It doesn't have to be a musical Yeah, it doesn't have to be. I have to be in the mood for that. 
And if I go expecting a play, I expect to play. And you know, they're, you know, preachy like everything else, but they're good. Uh, yeah. So that's that. Uh, somebody come get their boy, Nick Cannon. Because my man's claimed that he could beat Will Smith. False. Lil Wayne. False. Drake. False. And Andre 3000 in False. a rap battle. Nope. Uh, he, the only thing he why? can beat them in is a jeweled turban wearing contest. Shut up. You're the worst. That's the only thing he can beat any of them in. <laughs> Period. You're terrible. There's nothing else Nick Cannon can well, beat them okay, in. Well, okay, so I'm thinking, I'm trying, I was trying to trace the logic, because I'm Will like, Smith just showed us he could still rap if he wanted to. He did win. On IG, like, a month ago. Dang, I need to, like, add him to my favorites, because... You should. It's exceptional. I'm he's a tr- he's a treasure, people. like, when DJ Khaled first started getting on Snapchat, oh. and it was like, oh, wow, this is, like, positive. I did not like DJ Khaled. I mean, well, I still don't, but I did not like him when he was on Snapchat. Yeah. Well, when he was on Snapchat, it was kind of like too long. they were long, but they were positive and they were cool. And he was a celebrity meeting his audience where they were at. Will Smith has a much bigger audience than most people in oh, general. Yeah. And for him to meet that audience in social media has been a national, if not international phenomenon. Um, but... I say all that to say he rapped. He's actually in a song with his son and somebody else. Like he's rapping. Oh, he's recently. Like really rapping. Yeah, yeah, he's really so, like, rapping. When I think of Will and not Smith like rapping, a hippie, a hippie. No, it's not that. I think of a uh, welcome to Miami. No, bienvenido. That's the Miami. one I think of. Just think of summertime. Oh yeah, that's a good one. That's not the one that comes to my mind first though. I know. Impressions matter. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> But yeah, so Nick Cannon is out here just tweaking like what? And I was trying to think what would possess him to think this? And I was like, it has to do something with the show. He must just be trying to get them on the show because honestly, everyone who knows anything about anything knows that that claim is false. But I think he's thinking like he can like while and out rap battle them, (sighs) which he might have a shot because that's a very specific type of rapping that like if you don't do it, like it's going to be hard to come in there and just start clowning somebody. But all of these people can freestyle and are dangerous. Yeah, I don't know. In freestyle. Well, okay. So in his defense, he might be able to take Lil Wayne right now where he's at in his life. Lil Wayne just put out an album that people are yeah, losing like their minds out. over. I mean, like... And crying about. Um, how did I not listen to it? What happened? I don't know. But, like, he's... I don't know about his freestyle. I don't know. I don't know. He He's definitely knocked around some brain cells. So... I see what you're saying. It might take him a little bit longer to get there. So maybe he's not the freestyling type anymore. Because we saw him live and 2 Chains did his whole performance. And when I say 2 Chains did his whole performance, I mean 2 Chains did all of Lil Wayne's songs. Also, 2 Chains is easily one of the most slept on. He's Is he slept on? So, okay. Every rapper kind of gets into the game with the mentality, I'm going to be the best at what I do. It's a part of rap culture. Is that what they're thinking? Because I feel like they're just thinking, I'm going to get my coin. Well, some of them think I'm going to get my oh, coin, okay. but everyone says that they're the best. Everyone's oh, trying to be the best. 2 Chains is way up there, but I don't feel like he gets the credit or the press that he deserves, even though he's in popular he has culture. He a lot of funny one-liners. Yeah, like, he's so funny. He's, he's so witty. Funny. Um, and he puts on a great live performance. Surprisingly, because I'm like, this dude is, yeah. he's like my size. Yeah. And he's 
not twice my age, but he grown. Yeah, he definitely. Grown. He got into it, and he's got locks like longer than mine. So I, I know that his center of gravity got to be off. Like man, I get stressed out just seeing how long his dreads are because yeah. I could never have him be that long. But um, this is not Atlanta podcast, even though I love you two chains. Oh well, I love okay. you two chains. Ooh, oh, he doesn't know us. I was like, we should try to get with him when we're in Atlanta. He don't know us. Let me keep it moving. Yeah, he's he's too rich. Mr. Hotspot. We might get get with Mr. Who Hotspot. Is that, is that um, the dude that we met in the Uber? No, no, no. Mr. Hotspot. He's the guy on Instagram. Say, oh, the think twice and say something nice. Oh, oh, I hope so. Smile oh my for the... Ooh. If you see this, please meet up with us. Oh, my gosh. Listen to this. He seems pretty accessible. Uh, I see people out there meeting him yes. and... He, Come meet us. You meet know, up. he seems like he's got the fan love. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, somebody getting a cannon. You're and not beating any of these people in anything. In other yeah, than a jeweled turban wearing. Beating them in delusion. I mean, Andre 3000 might no. put on a. No, Andre. <laughs> like, he could probably. He might beat Nick Cannon in that jeweled turban. I mean, he got he got hats. He gonna come out in a jewel onesie. Like, forget that. The turban's gonna connect to a turtleneck, which comes down, connects to a full bodysuit with matching shoes. I mean, Andre like, 3000 can do whatever he wants. He does what he wants, and he he is dangerous because of that. Yeah, yeah, he in is. In all fashions. Um. So the Soul Train Award nominations oh, gosh. are announced the show is november 17th i don't (laughs) think i've ever seen a soul train awards show i don't really understand the allure um velour or the velour and i don't get why people care but apparently they do so yeah let's run through some of these nominations oh gosh all right the best way i can describe my mood about some of these is just confusion okay uh so for the best r&b and soul female artist the nominations are beyonce ella may her mariah carey and SZA. what's mariah carey doing in there i didn't even know she still made music i don't think so the last thing she came out with she did come out with a like christmas i don't even think it was an album i don't know if it, it could, was an album. like a best it was of a, christmas no, it was like a soundtrack because oh. it went to the movie that came out. She has a movie? Yeah, it's like, all I want for Christmas is you or something like that. She's she's milking that bad boy to her grave. I mean, it's a classic. And rightfully slow. She, she made a classic. Rightfully so. Like, I would milk that bad boy. Yeah, if you made a classic, you gotta, gotta roll yeah, with it. Yeah, y'all would be so sick of me. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna have merch. All I want for Christmas like, mugs. Uh, mugs. All I want for Christmas coffee creamer. Coffee creamer. Movies, <laughs> Mariah Carey. <laughs> music videos. Coffee creamer. Musical experiences. Like, oh, wow. y'all, y'all getting it all. <laughs> all I want for Christmas is you, the Broadway musical. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the dramatic play. Like, wow. you're getting it all. Um, but... I don't know. So I would assume that these award shows are from a year to year basis. And I don't know if she's done enough in this year to warrant her being here. I feel like there are a lot of other R&B slash soul female artists that could be there. Definitely. Um. So for the best male. Just uh, best male. Well, R&B, R&B and soul. And soul. Um, there's Bruno Mars, Childish Gambino, Daniel Caesar, John Legend, Khaled, and Tank. No. Tank. No shade, but no. Full shade. Why? <laughs> like, 
what is he doing there? I think he did come out with the album, but I don't I don't think it did that. I mean, unless it did really well with the aunties. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe it did. Because it's like when Tyrese's album came out and I listened to it for the aunties and it was actually really good. Yeah, like, surprisingly. Oh, <laughs> he got yeah, me. Yeah, that, that Black Rose whatever. Yeah, it was so good. He crazy. But um, the album was decent. Yeah. Also controversial, Bruno Mars does not belong in this group. He is not R&B and soul. <laughs> New Jack Swing, technically. Yes, which is different. And I mean Neo New Jack yeah, Swing. Yeah, it's Neo. Cuz he's he's bringing New Jack Swing back yes. to the the public sphere, which I'm was like, made even popular. Even the second half of his album which did not come out this year also. I think that came out in 2016, right? Um I think it did. 24 Karat Magic. I don't remember. I think it came out 2016 or early, early 2017 to the point where it wouldn't be considered in this. Like, it doesn't count. Well, I think it won Best Album of the Year last year in a couple of categories. So it was definitely on the last year's decade. Yeah, that's why I'm like, he he doesn't belong in here. Um, So yeah, I don't know. Who chooses these things? Like, I wonder why they don't do it like MTV style, though. What is MTV style? Actually, no. I think they choose the nominations, too. Dang. Yeah, I don't know. They should have ones where they have us all choose the nominations. We choose the nominations, and then, I don't know, have professionals choose, like, who actually should win. Because, yeah. Well, they are professionals. They're just professionals in their well, they committees. The way. They choose the nominations, which clearly they need help because they're getting it wrong. And then we choose the winners, I think, don't we? We... Choose, well, they're different award shows they choose, different award shows we choose. Mm, that's true. Cause they I, don't, always, I don't think I got a vote in the Oscars. Right. Usually the committees choose who's on the list. And then depending on the space, you know, that'll determine who makes the decision. Mm. So Teen Choice Awards, it's whatever the kids want. I never watched that. Right. Like, even when I was a kid. But, like, the Grammys is not, like, your peers if you're a high-level musician. They my peers. It's these committees. They just don't know it yet. Well, okay. So, for Song of the Year, I'm not going to read through all of them, but I don't feel like there was one in here that actually deserved to be Song of the Year. Um, And the same thing goes for the album slash mixtape of the year. Wow. I mean, they're all great in their own rights, but I don't think that they deserve to be as the best of the year. And I think like, you know, they're probably trying to switch it up, not give the exact same, like not give the awards to the exact same people over and over again, which I do think is what happens in award shows a lot is it'll be like the same five people winning awards for like three years straight. And it's like, yeah, you're good. But it's like at a certain point, like we just got to take Beyonce off the roster. Like we get it. You're great, sis. All right, cool. But then they need to give her an award that would the actually music do it. Award or whatever. The lifetime Vanguard achievement yeah. top. You know, it's if you're not going to give me any more awards, you need to give me the award because there are a few people who deserve the award. Yeah. Whatever the award is, like the award for everything. And I mean, there's some people who like they might have a really good stretch, but they don't deserve like the best of of all time or whatever. They haven't gotten those chops yet or whatever. So it's like, I don't know. I think there should be just we need less award shows. That's what it is. Mm. I just need less. 
because y'all are making up categories like y'all y'all are throwing in people just to give them a bone like best urban contemporary newcomer on an r&b single wearing a t-shirt like we don't no this is not what we're doing um so last in the culture which I guess is kind of a call to action too. But Ben and Jerry's just launched a new ice cream flavor called Pecan Resist. Every, is it essentially every black grandpa's favorite I'm flavor? I'm assuming so. Butter, like, butter even pecan. if it's not, go out and buy some for your grandpa or your uncle because the proceeds go to groups that are fighting against Trump's agenda. I haven't looked up what the specific groups are and I will do that before I go and purchase some. But I think it's really cool that like Ben and Jerry's as an institution is like trying to do something about social and racial injustices. And they're just ice cream people. Like, yeah, like they don't have to be doing this. Can you imagine if the people who actually had power started to care about like, you know, us not wanting to die like that would be so great that would be great (laughs) but we can't so the ice cream people got to come put their cape on and save us thanks ben and jerry's yeah so if you're listening to this go out and buy some pecan resist for if not you your auntie your grandma your grandpa because they chip low-key make good (laughs) ice cream i mean and pecan is most let's just say most black people's favorite flavor so every black person when they hit a certain age once once you hit 40 i I think it just becomes your favorite it because it's a very it's a good it's a good like staple so it's like if you want ice cream you don't want something super crazy but you don't want basic old vanilla like it's like the perfect one for that like it's got a little crunch it's a little sweet there's a little something for everybody a little butter flavor a little salty like it's good yeah so that's that for the culture (laughs) well for the culture (laughs) (laughs) yes the other section there were two local artists that i wanted to talk about and not necessarily compare and contrast but just bring attention to both of them one is Chicago rapper Queen Key. She is a she's just a new Chicago rapper and nice. she's she's got a lot of flavor and it's really cool to see another woman from Chicago making music because we have so many and yeah, we we're getting got that on we're getting more and more, you know, by the they're year all good. and they're all great and really awesome and a lot of fun and Chicago's so cool because everybody is essentially one person away from everybody like knowing someone else yeah. but the the culture in Chicago is not competitive and so everybody's cool with everybody else and I mean granted you might have little things here or there but everybody wants everybody else to win and so even though we have lots of women rappers in Chicago who I will definitely talk about on other episodes just for example no name John Doe Mm-hmm. Raven Lanay, people who are doing it right now. There are others, and I will get to them. I'm not like trying to leave people out, but I want to specifically put a highlight on Queen Key because she's just new and really awesome and a lot of fun, and she's got really great singles. And so she, like, what's her vibe? Um, <laughs> so you know when you think of Valet, it's like really no, no, no. Oh. <laughs> she's not like him okay, at all, I but kind of like. like wow. The if someone's like, yeah, I got a cousin, he raps. <laughs> Valet kind of feels like he could be everybody in Chicago's cousin who raps. Okay, so but that's he's I'm, good. Yes, most he, people when their cousin raps, they're like 
SoundCloud rappers with three listens. Like it's they're not good. Right. They're not. Okay. So like well, then, that's a that's a very Chicago. I get it. That's a very Chicago specific sentence though. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm like, well, like, yeah, yeah, he's really good. Like if somebody says like in Chicago and they're like, oh, my cousin raps. Odds are they're probably decent, and like I'm like, oh, okay, what's their SoundCloud? But like, if somebody from somewhere else, and I don't want to shame anybody, but if they <laughs> say like, oh, my cousin raps, I'm like, oh, oh uh, yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Queen Key, she brings a very out south um, energy. I'm here for that. Yeah. So she turned. Oh. Very much so. Good. I need that. Because that's something that I always miss from No Name. Like, she always has me thinking, and sometimes I don't want to think. Sometimes I just want to turn up. Queen Key makes music for Chicago women. Yikes. Yes. (laughs) That is... Oh, my. Yes. And so... You know, I think that her music covers the the spectrum. And so whether you're from out south or out west, I think you could definitely get in on her, her music. And I think she's on tour now with G Herbo. And oh, um, yeah, it's really great. Oh, my goodness. She's adorable. Yeah, she is. She is so stinging cute. I know. She she's dimples. got a dip. No, Aww. she's like like Miguel from Coco, which you haven't seen. Yeah, no. But uh, she's only got a dimple on one side. Oh. It's like dimple, no dimple. Dimple. No dimple. Oh, that's funny. That's something that he does. Like in our movie. kids. Wait, do they both have dimples? No. So Natalia has dimples. John Mark is dimpled. Uh, no, other way around. John Mark has dimples. Natalia is dimpled. Got it. Well, we have, have very one cute dimple. kids. You are dimpled. Dimpled. Yes. Yeah. Quinky, very cute. She's so cute. She makes really cool music. She has an energy that all of Chicago should appreciate. And oh, she's she has a song with Gerbo. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's on tour, you know, with him. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I just looked at her first album title. Uh, feel uh, free to go do that on your own time. Yeah, yeah. This is a they're single together. Podcast. My way, my way, or the highway. No, it's hot. It's really good. She's great. Check her out. We have lots of women musicians in Chicago making great stuff that everyone should should be into. And I think it's also cool that she's coming out of Chicago music at a time where people don't necessarily have to be crewed up. Right. And they don't have to be beefing with anybody in yes, order to be big. So beef. she can just come out and say, hey, here's my music. I'm amazing. And that's it. Yeah. You know, it's not antagonistic. It doesn't have to be at anybody or against anybody. Right. And we don't got to have crazy rap beef battles. No, we don't. And all of Chicago is here for it, which yeah. is really, really great. Well, I think what most artists are missing is like, if we like something, we want more of it. So I don't care. Yes, like, please say I it don't again. Care <laughs> how many of you are putting out something like if I want something, I want it like uh, Chance the Rapper's Christmas album with Jeremiah. Like, man, I want Merry more. Christmas. I Merry want Christmas more people mom. making like super black Christmas music, but for like our new age group. So like kind of turn, like I want more of that. Or like if I want like, you know, some like, uh, there's like a wave where everybody was thinking about playing around, like rapping over house beats. And I'm here for that. I'm just like, do more of that, please. Like, and I don't care who puts it out. I will support you because I want that. And I think a lot of times people get so insecure. Shout out to John Doe's new album, yes. Crash. She has a song like that, Energy slash Who You, which yeah. is really amazing. But people get also, uh, whose album is it? Joey Perp, Quarter Yes. Thing. He has two tracks on there, number three and four. I can't say them, but they're on here. 
um, they're top notch. But like, you don't have to be so insecure about your own bag that you're willing to like block somebody else's bag because like, Never. we want all of it. Yes. Give me more. Yes. Give me, give me more. Yes. Give me, give me more. I think something that actually changed. Okay, all right, I get it. Something that actually changed my mind to that was when we weren't in Chicago. Oh, sad times. Which was a sad time, and I remember Chance the Rapper had his single out called "Angels" with Saba, oh, yeah. and it was I couldn't watch the video because it was not being in Chicago. It was a super Chicago video. It was too emotional for me to watch. Yeah. Like I literally could not watch it. Actually, I don't think I've seen it now that I mention it. Like, well, I you could I, watch it now being yeah, here. I blocked it out of my mind because I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that. But uh, he, this, the song he did with Saba, who is an exceptional rapper. Exceptional. He's from Chicago, but he's from out west. Yeah. Chances from the south side. Yep. From an external sort of space, a lot of people would they think. They should be beefing. Yeah, they should be beefing like, you know, mugs out in New York do or out right. on the west coast and all that kind of nonsense. In Chicago, crazy. we're going to figure out how to how to get the bag, period. And One of us going to get it right. and drag everybody else up. Exactly. And so for them, it might not have seemed like a big deal, but, you know, come from the south side, traditionally... You know, people out west, it was just different culturally. But in our artistic scene, I think all of our artists are very forward thinking and don't bring really any negativity to the table. And so all of our artists want all the other artists to succeed, which is why you can go to really small, no hype, I don't know open mics or you know home shows or gallery shows and you're gonna see somebody everywhere yeah which is kind of strange because if you're not expecting to see someone you think is like a local celebrity you just walk in but then they're gonna be there because they support each other maybe a real celebrity like we ran into chance the rapper he was literally like less than like our shoulders were touching and i was a punk and i didn't say anything so that's my l and i will live with that till i die but like he was just there supporting his friend and like having a good old time. And like, we were all there like having a great time and nobody was weird about it. Like nobody was like crowding over him. Like it wasn't anything like that. Like we all kept like not a respectful distance, but like a normal person distance, I would say. Yeah. And like, because like we all see, like they're all our people. So like, if I see them, I'm not going to be like going crazy ham. Like I would, if I had run into like Michael Jackson or something. Um, Rest in peace. Yeah, because, like, they make themselves very attainable by being there and supporting one another. Yeah, super accessible. Yeah, it's like, hey, you're a fan. I'm a fan, too. I'm a fan, too. I'm a fan of this person's music, too. And so it's, it's cool to be able to do that with somebody who's, like, super popular. And look at the come up from that show, because that was... A commie show, mm-hmm. someone from Save Money that you may or may not know who's had a really if big you don't, year. You should know. Definitely should know. But we had won tickets to his show, oh, essentially yeah. standing on Twitter and Instagram because he makes incredible music. Just check it out. It's awesome. But look at the come up. Mellow Makes Music was there. Oh, yeah. But also Which that was like that cool. Reese and them that was like the yeah. first I had ever heard of him he and Chance and Chance was there totally in on Reese and yeah. them's song and you could see that he was totally a fan of that like he was yeah. there to support Which now his we know friends that's like his best friend so like but he was there to support him yeah. it wasn't like 
a political yeah. move or, or even he wasn't there for a feature like it wasn't like he was yeah. there for a bag he was just literally there to support his friend and chicago has that type of culture which i think is really yeah. really awesome it's like you yeah, don't have to worry no name shows too like they all be at everybody's show like just because they love each other like as people and as artists you would think that all chicago artists are in like one large conglomerate by the yeah. way because i went to so we're in the chicago group yes exactly i went to a femdot show which he's his own rapper in chicago excellent excellent rapper with joseph chilliams who's a mm. part of pivot which is saba they're the west side group mellow makes music was there but mellow makes music is super tight with taylor bennett he showed up the rest of pivot was in the crowd like everyone's always yeah. everywhere supporting everybody else and that's really endearing about the city about the culture and um you know all that from queen key who's like coming out of nowhere yeah. you know as a new chicago artist into this space that you know i think all of chicago is ready for her to join which is really go cool go find her yeah go find her She's on tour now, doing big things. Um, the other person I wanted to bring up was yes. Open Mike Eagle. So I am sure you have probably not heard Definitely. about Open Mike Eagle, but that's okay. You should. You should hear about him. He just put out an album. I think it's called Relatable. I think that's the name of the album. Just came out. It's really, really good. But Open Mike Eagle is essentially, when you think of rappers traditionally, I think there's like a glamour and a glitz and a celebrity associated with them or with yeah. that position. Open Mike Eagle is not that at no. all. He's essentially, um, like we were talking about, if Valet is like your cousin that raps, yeah. Open Mike Eagle's like your uncle <laughs> that raps. But, but he's, he's good. Yeah. But he's not, he's he's actually when awesome. Said, I was thinking like the dude at the barber shop when your barber is like, yeah, I got a mixtape. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he could be. Okay. Actually, he might. And he raps about having all these different oh, side hustles okay. to yeah. support um, being out there because he's not crewed up. He's just, an artist making a living from his music that's really really good and he talks about being relatable because even though he's a rapper he's like not in quotes a celebrity he's like he's like i'm trying to get on another podcast i'm trying to get another merch line i'm not about this ig game i'm not about this twitter life you know i'm i'm I forgot to eat, you know, I'm I'm barely trying to make ends meet. Mood. Um, you might see me on something that I'm not normally on. Like it's he's he's just out there being a real creative person in the world. Right. And he happens to make really good music. And I found out about him. I think he was on the Eric Andre show and there was a rap obstacle course. And I thought he had a cool name. And then the first video I find of him is him oh, yeah, that one rapping is so in a laundromat. Good. And I was like, this is crazy because one, we share the same hairstyle, which was strange. That, that, cute, that Killmonger special. Which I had like two years, yeah. almost three years before he did. But I digress. But uh, sorry for saying but so many times. He's a good rapper. He's also from Chicago. He's not a part of any team or crew. But he's, like he says, he's he's a regular out there just like you, you yeah. know. Uh, a part of the culture. So um, look up both of their music. Bread. Trying to get this bread. Trying to, trying to make a living for himself doing something that he loves. And for me, that's really inspiring. Feels. That even if... I don't become a Chance the Rapper, you know? Wait, is that your dream? No, it's not my dream. But I would say, I'd say most artists want to have some type of notoriety or have people know their work. Yeah, yeah. I want people to know my work, not me. Even (laughs) if I don't become like that type of famous, 
I would love to be able to make a living doing things sure. I'm passionate about and affecting my culture in a way that's positive. And Open Mike Eagle definitely does that. Nice. Which is really, really cool. And he's another Chicago artist. Like, we could always only talk about <laughs> Chicago artists. Really, we at any given will. time. It's it's going to be like that. Um, on Affect the Culture, something that I heard about this week was it's called The Wall of Respect, which was not allegedly... It, it's a real thing, but it was a public work of art in Chicago. 43rd, I think, I think it was Langley. I'll look it up, mm-hmm. give you the real details, but it was a joint project between a group of like 20 artists, all black men, women, painters, photographers, writers. Everyone was in on this project to make a public piece of art that expressed things that were positive and historic so that people in the neighborhood people from the city could come to this spot to kind of hear about their history to see about their history to have positive images of people that look like them um of course they were black in their community because public art is we'll say it's polarizing you know it's it could be really great or really bad or it could be put there intentionally or not intentionally right and this was going to be something that they wanted the neighborhood to smile on and um, grow with the neighborhood it eventually became an evolving document where it got updated mm. And some people liked that and some people didn't like that. Yeah, I could see that. But it was at least a place where a conversation like that could be had. What's important to our people? What's important to our neighborhood? How do we tell our story? And um, what do we look like? You know, what's our relationship to the space that we're in? Now, it doesn't exist anymore. Ugh, I knew it. I was waiting. I was like, oh, yeah. this sounds amazing and great. It is amazing and great. Where's and you can book? look it up. There's a really great book that was written by some scholars. One of them is Romy Crawford, I think her name is. She teaches at SAIC. Okay. And, shout out um, Alma Mater for Yeah, shout out Alma Mater. I mean, you know. Uh, they will tell you it is the most influential art school in the world. I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, Romy Crawford. She's a, better get straight, PhD, and a bunch of other letters. She's awesome. <laughs> I got to meet her the other day, and she's working on some really cool projects, but as a historian on the Wall of Respect, which is it was a landmark in Chicago, we have lots of murals and public art all over the city, and something I would, you know, ask our, our listeners to do is find public art in your neighborhood or in a neighborhood that you're passionate about, pick it up, take pictures, tag it, let other people, not like graffiti tag it, but right, like yeah, please don't tag so, it. social media tag it, let people know about the great things in your neighborhood. And I'm spoiled coming from High Park, which has yeah. murals and paintings everywhere. But growing up, it was something that I loved to, you know, partaking well i didn't i didn't do that that stuff there but um i love to walk by and see the art and know that there was representation of my people in my community and so maybe you don't have the skills to paint a large scale you got it 
you know, mural in your neighborhood, but there might be some artists that you could support or you never know. There might be some artists in your neighborhood who are looking for an opportunity. And so, hey, if you own some land, maybe try and find some local artists. If you're a local artist, try to find other people who are passionate about the same things and and work together and make something cool because the Wall of Respect was a really great project because if you look up the history now, you can see all the photos that came from it, the different paintings that were involved. All of the artists have kind of gone and done their own things, but they were all connected to this one project, which kind of makes a really cool story. But I bet things are like that all over the city. I would say go see public art, you know, go to a neighborhood that maybe you're not so familiar with and and see what the story is. Don't just go show up to show up, but show up for the gram. Yeah, don't. Yeah, not just like show up for the gram or even this is like the opposite of gentrification. Yeah. Gentrification happens when people don't care about the culture, but only want to take or aestheticize the space. The wall of respect was like the exact opposite. It's like, what do the people here need? Mm -hmm. And let's use our resources to support the people in that way. So question, what happened to the wall of respect? Because I know our readers or listeners are going to want to know. Well, you can go find that out. There's a really great book on it that uh, Dr. Romy Crawford helped write that kind of outlines the history. Shout out to your public library. But it's, um, you know, the story of a lot of things that happen in Chicago, which is government doesn't support certain neighborhoods and then it it, it, like the snows of yesteryear gone from this earth so so i'd say uh, do the opposite of gentrify which is a go-to communities see what they need and use your resources to help them yes and uh i think that's all i got for today yeah Okay. I know that was kind of vague and threw a lot of points yeah. out there. Well, Just I mean, don't you know, gentrify. The culture, you know, yeah. don't gentrify, degentrify. <laughs> Wait, no, not degentrify cuz I don't know. When I think of like degentrification, all I think of is like when people joke about firing off guns in your neighborhood so that <laughs> <laughs> so that the ratings stay I bad. mean so, you gotta do what you so gotta just do. Just gotta fire off a gun once a week, you know. It's your <laughs> keep community. It, keep it spicy. Keep it spicy. It's up to you. It's your community. Only you can prevent gentrification. Yeah, um, I mean that's that's real. Yeah, I forgot what I was talking about. I mean, honestly, I'm an hour away from being awake for 24 hours, so that's a long time. Yeah. Oh wow, it is early. Yeah, I'm start. What early? Early what? I mean, because it's technically morning. I mean, it's not morning if you haven't slept. It says a.m. Does it, though? I don't know. Okay, well, things are getting weird on this end, so... Excellent. We're probably going to go ahead and head out. Um, I also want to say that I hope that you all had a safe, sane, and fun Halloween. I hope that you all did the right thing and did not go out in blackface. um, (laughs) Please, Because sis finna send y'all all the way off, and that's all I got to say about that and miss blackface megan uh other than that i think that's it for this week's episode and we will see you next tuesday oh gosh